Welcome to TanakhStudy.com. This is Jesse Salem, and together we're studying Shira Shirim. Shira Shirim Perekhe. Uh, we'll actually be starting from Perekhe Pasuk Bet. Uh, until now, we saw, uh, in last Perek, we saw really a very climactic point of um, the Raya, right? The woman inviting the beloved into her garden, and, and he comes to the garden, and they're finally uh, together um, in unison, you know, living together, and that's where we ended off this, uh, that the last uh, song. This next song comes as a total surprise, as we'll see it develop. The girl and beloved just reached, um, as we pointed out, the climax of their lives after courting each other in their youth, and yet right after this climax comes the utter downfall. Uh, pay attention to this next song. It's very reminiscent of Perekimal, right? It's another story in the night. Also ending in the during the girls of Jerusalem, the same characters we had before. It's the Dod Raya, right? The woman, um, you know, the, the the beloved, the woman, and the Benoti uh, And yet here we'll see a very different outcome than last time. Um, this one ends with total disappointment. So let's take these next pesukim um, from pesukim Bet to Het. We'll read them together as one uh, one unit, one song. Right, the woman speaking. Right, she's lying in bed and, and he's saying, please open the door for me. And her response, So the woman opens up, right? As you can tell, it's very reminiscent of the, of the story of the Chalom in the, at, at last time when she was sleeping at night. But now the girl opens up and she speaks. Right? She, she, my, I am asleep, but my heart is awake. And the voice of my beloved is knocking. And what does he say? Open up for me, my sister, my dear, my my dove, my faultless one, as my head is filled with dew, my locks with the nighttime shower. Right? You hear the four, the, the outpour of, of of emotion on his part, just four adjectives calling out her. She's sleeping, but her heart is awake, and she hears the beloved calling from outside. Right, and you you hear the the endearment. Everything's in first person, and he asks of her to open the door. And why doesn't she? Why doesn't she open for him? Like, I don't know, where is he? What's he coming from? What's happening here? So maybe he's coming back from being away. He's wet from the outdoors, right? His dreadlocks are are, are wet. Maybe even he feels lonely and just wants to come inside and join her. And and to point out the irony, right? Remember beforehand in Pedic Bed, he stood outside and asked her to join him in the outside in the nature. And ironically, after the wedding, he's again standing outside. And this time, he's not asking her to come out. He just wants to go in. And her answer is disheartening. What's her response? 
Bashena, Rahatit Raglaye, Chacha, Atanifem. I took off my robe. How, do you, how will I put it back on? I wash my feet. I'm going to dirty them. She doesn't want to get dressed to open the door or put her shoes on or put her feet on the floor. Like She says no and gives a very lame excuse. What happened? How does she not open for him after the climax of, of the wedding and, and joining each other in, in the Haidari Hud in the gun and her inviting her, her, him in and he joins and now he's standing outside knocking on the door and she won't open the door for him. And it's not just a technical question, it's essential to understanding the Megillah. So most simply put, she's lazy. And laziness can overpower sometimes even a person's greatest values. Or, after she reached her, her, you know, the her height of courting him, she becomes tired after the climax, right? You, um, the Awasis points this out. It's almost like, you know, so mundane and it's just like, ah, oh, relaxed. Or Rashi explains it as a begida, right? An actual, like, uh, like, almost like a rebellion. It's, it's not directly said, but that's how Rashi reads these pesukim. So, if we could sum up, it, it sounds like she's definitely lazy. Right? But we can say that the laziness is a reflection of something that happened to her that we need to understand. The love isn't burning in her anymore. She became accustomed to him, which is sometimes normal in the world of love. And the story continues of him standing outside and, and she's recounting the story. Right? My beloved sent his hand from the hole, meaning from the doorknob, and my inside stirred for him. The conflict reaches the door which separates the two of them. He's outside wet. She's inside already washed and she's lying in her bed. She has some sense of responsibility and now starts to make a move to open the door. It seems like the second half of the sentence seems like a very parenthetical phrase and we need to understand what exactly is being said here. She said, I rose up to open for my beloved, right? It's an, it now, it comes, an interesting line. Now, my hands dripped in myrrh and my fingers dripped with myrrh on the lock. Like, why is this necessary for us to know? So, firstly, it's definitely explaining the words of Echacha Atanefem, right? It's playing on that. Echacha Atanefem, Yadai Natefumor. Right? You hear the play on the words the same. But maybe we can suggest that it's playing into the story of her laziness, right? Her slowness to take action and her mind not being in the right place. He's not home, and even so, her hands are dripping with perfume, which should have been for him. Now he's knocking on the door, and as soon as she finally gets up to open the door, there's still no rush. Rather, she's still thinking of herself. Her laziness got the better of her, and only now, once he leaves, we'll see she realizes how her heart went out for him when he spoke. And only now, at the end of the story, do we see... Um, pay attention to the Bikashti Velometzativ. It doesn't, it doesn't appear in the beginning half of the story. It only comes towards the end. Patachti ani ledodi. She opens the door. I open for my beloved. Vedodi hamakavar. My beloved turned and left. Nafshiat se'abidabero. My soul went out when he spoke. Right? Now she starts thinking of how her heart went out to him when he, when he spoke earlier. And now, Bikashtiv Velometzativ. Kerativ Veloanani. I looked for him, couldn't find him. I called him, he didn't answer. And who finds her again? The guards who circle around the city, they found me. Right? This reminds us of last time when she went out looking for her beloved. Again now, the Shomrim find her. It's going to be okay now, but no. They beat me. They wounded me. They stripped me of my jewelry or, or my cloak. Those guards of the walls. 
the guards, the ones who are supposed to protect her, they, they're the ones beating her. She's strolling around the city late at night and she's suspected of being a harlot this time. You know, she's maybe looking for men. Ironically, she's not looking for men. She's looking for her soulmate, the one she let go. And the scene clearly reminds us of, of Perekimal when she got out of her bed, you know, to look for her beloved. There is an essential difference though. In Perekimal, you know, she went above her call of duty and it ends well. And over here, she should have, shouldn't have had to go out. She should have just opened the door for him and it just ends in disaster. And this time she gets beaten by the guards. She, she needs to really, really want him. And now comes a very different swear. Right, we saw two swears earlier, right? And now pay attention to the language of this swear. I adjure you, girls of Jerusalem, if you find my beloved, what will you tell him? That I'm sick with love. Meaning, if any of, any of you find him, tell him that I'm lovesick for him. This song has to be the ultimate tragedy of the Megillah. Coming off their high, she has a moment of laziness, probably stemming from the routine, that set it, that set in, and and the passion that's not burning in her anymore, and the simplest of tasks leaves her and her beloved separated once again. What's amazing is also on on the metaphor level or or symbolic level, um, it it resonates with the religious experience as well. Like there's the loyalty out of love, right, to God, and then there is the loyalty that we need to keep out of obligation, right, the daily routine, and even when it sometimes feels rote. And lost of emotional connection, like we still have that that connection out of obligation. And this encounter symbolizes that loyalty out of obligation versus that loyalty out of love. And from here on is almost repairing of that relationship. In this next song, uh, she speaks of his praise. This is the only time in the Megillah where she sings a song of praise as a, as a long song. It's not to him though. And... It's actually not praise in itself. It serves a clear purpose. It's to the girls of Jerusalem when they ask, you know, who is the beloved that you're lovesick over him? And it's taught, you know, it, it, it's, we want to help you find him. So she goes on to the respond. Um, let's read the response. The response now is actually a two-part response. There are two questions by the Binot Yerushalayim, followed by her response. So it's from Tet to Tetzain, and then we'll have Perek Vav, uh, Aleph through Gimai. So she, the girls of Jerusalem ask, And her response, Right, so it opens up and closes with the dod, and in the middle we have these several um, um, callouts of of how how beautiful he is. So, right, the girls open up. How is your beloved better than others? The most beautiful woman is your beloved better than others that you adore us like this? 
Right? He put us on the hold like this. The girls of Jerusalem are asking for signs that they can recognize him if they bump into him. They also want to know why she's so sick over this person. And she responds, My beloved is, is white, meaning he has clear skin. And, and he's red, probably referring to his cheeks. He's prominent amongst, amongst tens of thousands. Even within 10,000 people, you'll be able to spot him. His, his head is fine gold, meaning he's pure like gold. His locks are wavy and black like the raven. Right? We could assume that she brings up his head and his locks, as that's what he mentioned when he was standing outside and his head, you know, his, that his head and locks were wet from dew and rain. And here she, the first thing she praises is, is his head and his locks. Um, he also has black hair like her, right? She was compared to the flock streaming down the mountain. And he's compared to the raven, right? They both have uh, dark hair. His eyes are like, are like doves by the streams of water bathed in milk. Right? We can't miss the imagery of white pure doves. Perfectly set, meaning his eyes are perfectly set in his socket. Right? He praised her with dove-like eyes earlier and she takes it a step further. Right? You know, Yoshevot al Midlet, they're perfectly set. And then, the Hayav Karugata Bosem, Migdot Menkahim, Siftotav Shoshanim Notefot Moromer, his cheeks like a bed of spices, she compares his, his beard, right, his cheeks, meaning his beard was over his, his, uh, over his cheeks is, is compared to spices growing in a garden. Patches of aromic herbs, his lips like the lily, right, either a smell or the shape of his lips, dripping with myrrh. Remember the lily? That, that, that was her earlier. Also, it was her hands before that was dripping with myrrh, and here is his lips dripping. Right? She's either remembering his kisses or his sweet words and his speech. His hands are wheels of gold filled with chrysolite, and his hands are polished ivory covered in sapphire. His calves, right, are pillars of marble based in golden sockets. His appearance is like Lebanon, like Lebanon, excellent or praised like, like the cedars, right? The Adanim, right, is, his, um, you know, the pillars of marble based in golden sockets. The sockets, the Adanim, remind us of the Adanim of the Mishkan itself. Now you see how she's just, she's drawing such imagery of him from, from all over and she misses him. His palate is sweet and he's all right, he's all together a delight. And then she closes with a culminating sentence to the girls, this is my beloved, this is my dear girls, girls of Jerusalem. She describes her beloved to the girls of Jerusalem from top to bottom, right? Everything about him. Um, pay attention though, she started from the top and worked his way to, worked her way to the bottom. Later in Perek, Zion will see, when he describes her, it'll, you know, ironically just be the opposite. She'll, he'll describe her from the bottom up. So the girls of Jerusalem respond again with another question, right? Continuing with the theme. After asking, who is she? Now they ask, where'd he go? Right, so this spans over her, you know, the girl's question, and then she responds over uh, to Pesukim. So the girls ask, And her response, right? So the girls ask, Where has your beloved gone, most beautiful women? Where is your beloved turned? And we'll search for him with you. 
the girls of Jerusalem volunteer to help the women search for our beloved. Right? This is con clearly a continuation of Lespedic, right? It follow it's a follow up to the question in um in Pasuktet in the, in the last Perek. And the woman responds, Dodi My beloved has gone to his garden, to the bed of spices, to shepherd in the gardens and gather lilies. What is she answering him? What, what is she answering them? Like, what, what is she responding to the girls? So Amos Hacham explains that she totally exaggerates in her answer, maybe blowing the girls off, right? He's in some hidden place where you can't search, right? The girls of Jerusalem are technically a competition. So he's gone to shepherd either his flock or search for lilies to bring them back for me for from his beautiful garden. Right? She's almost blowing her blowing the girls off. Or maybe we could explain alternatively, he went down to pick his love, right? To go pick. He's but he's only shepherding because of me, because I wasn't ready. Right? She's almost like it's words of consolation for herself. Or maybe we suggest, you know, a little differently. Um not sure, let's see, that maybe she realizes that her mistake of letting him go that night after the scene of inviting him into her garden, here she responds that he went down to his garden, invoking the image of her garden that she invited him to at their wedding. And here she says that he's on his own looking to pick lilies, whereas once upon a time she was the only lily amongst the thorns, right? she was the Shoshana bin Achochim. Now he's open to looking for other girls, and it's almost a statement of despair, right? She's saying, my, my, my beloved went down to his garden to lirot baganim and to pick shoshanim in plural. Like she, he went to go pick other girls. And even with that, she ends off with a statement of confidence. Ani ledodi vedodi li shoshanim. I am my beloved and my beloved is to me, the shepherd amongst the lilies. So even though he left, I am loyal to him and he is to me. And even though he's strolling amongst the other lilies, right, she ends off with this statement of confidence. And this closes off the two main songs of Perekeh, right, her song that she sang at night after she let her beloved slip away, and the two-part song is a dialogue between her and the girls of Jerusalem, right, the two-part song of the girls of Jerusalem, um, you know, are, are structured in a parallel way. They both open with a question with very similar language, right? And then she goes on to respond um, both to both of them. So the song also closes with a play on the word Yeshena that it opened up with, right? The sh with the Shoshanim, right? Opened with Yeshena, closes with Shoshanim, and closes with Anile Dodi after it opened with Kol Dodi. Right? So we see that um, framework uh, being closed off. The words she says in her bed and the search she conducts brings back the original song that she sang in bed and she conducted in, in Perekimal. Uh, as we pointed out, the essential difference is though she was dreaming of him there and searching for him early on while dating, in her dating career, and she ended up finding him. And here it's after the climax, after their relationship, after she let him slip away. And this dream or song that we saw in Perekimal now um, in her bed comes off more as a nightmare to her. And she doesn't get hold of him. On the contrary, here she once again is found by the guards and this time they beat her. And they remove her jewelry or her cloak from her. She wakes up in a panic and tells over her dream or her nightmare to the girls of Jerusalem. And she asks for their help in the search of her beloved. She adores them once again, but this time it's not to let the love develop on its own. It's, it's a call. Um, it's, it's a, it's a call to call back the love, her love and tell him that I am, I'm lovesick over him. Uh, now to the metaphor. Metaphorically, there are times when B'nai Israel are ready to be redeemed. And God is there to accept their Teshuvah and redeem them. But B'nai Israel missed the moment. 
we become lazy. Don't answer to call a God sometimes. And God slips away. Sometimes Ben Yisrael believe that life is fine amongst the Goyim until they get whipped by the Shomrim. And only then do we waken up. Even so, Ben Yisrael stay loyal to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And even when nations of the world ask to help and partake in the search of God, right? The Benot Yerushalayim asking to help search for God. Ben Yisrael respond that God dwells amongst them alone. Right? The confidence in the loyalty between them and God and God with them. Rav Salavetrik also in his famous speech, um, right, the six knocks or Kol Dodi Dofek. So one of these times um, when the when you know when the when the ayah just when the when a woman just missed the opportunity and got lazy or or wasn't there, he sees it as one of the times historically in more modern day history as the Balfour Declaration when Jews from around the world were called out of Galut and were presented the opportunity to return to Eretz Israel, and sometimes. You know, we were presented the opportunity and sometimes we miss that opportunity. Uh, this closes off the, um, the, 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 the utter downfall and, and from the climax of from the wedding to the um, not opening the door for one another or she not opening the door for him. And in the next, um, next part, in Perek Vav, we'll go on to continue um, with the, uh, his praise for her as we'll see um, the Shira Shirim fully develop.